0: Welcome to another episode of the Psalm 51 podcast, which is a ministry out of the Old Country Church at Lafette, just east of Pittsburgh in Lafette, Texas, and also in partnership with the Fallen in Grace Ministries, based out of Tennessee. I'm your host, Riley Pate, co-host, mentor, pastor, friend, all of the above, Brother David Jackson here with me again today. And uh, today we're going to be talking to you about your critics. Yes, uh,
1: I think probably one of the greatest uh, problems that people who have fallen uh, today, fallen in sin, are the critics that seem to criticize their lifestyle, criticize the fact that they have came to themselves, came back to Jesus Christ, are trying their best to live for God, and yet the critics seem to never go away.
0: They, they don't, and, and they want to hang on uh, to things that took place in the past. Uh, they they thrive off of that. And kind of the basis uh, verse that we were going to use this morning or today is uh, Acts chapter 9 and verse uh, 26 here. And it reads, And when Saul... <clears throat> now we're talking about Saul who becomes Paul. Uh, this is before... Uh, the name change uh, is recorded here, but he's already gone through the process. He was headed on the road to Damascus to go and kill uh, Christians. He struck down. He gets saved. Uh, he gets called to preach. And then in verse uh, 26 of chapter 9 it says, and when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not. That's the big part there. Believed not that he was a disciple. So here are the disciples of Jesus, who had been studying his word, preaching his word, spreading his word, and Saul says, listen, I, I've been called to preach, I've been saved, I've surrendered all of that, I want to join myself with you in this work, and they didn't believe him. Uh, they said, how could this guy who killed us, who's hunted us, who's who was there at the stoning of Stephen and held everybody's coats while they did it, uh, how could this guy get saved, and how could this guy be used in the ministry, and that's where a lot of people are, Uh, with people who have fallen, is they they get this idea of how could God use somebody like that. Well, it's it's doubt
1: uh, in their life. Doubt that someone who could fall into sin after being saved, uh, they have doubt believing that, they can never be used of God again. Mm-hmm. It's no different than with the prodigal son right. who came back to his father, and yet his worst critic was his own brother. Right. His own brother who didn't want him back, mm-hmm. uh, who didn't believe him. And, and, and some of our worst critics, if you're listening to this today, and you have fallen uh, from grace, if you have fallen in sin, <laughs> uh, you know what we're talking about. You've got, you've got uh, co-Christians who you go to church with or did go to church with. You've got family members who are your worst critics? Mm-hmm. Those who despise what you're doing and do not believe that you can be used of God again.
0: Yeah, and they, like I said, they they like to hang on mm-hmm. to things of the past. But before we get too far into this, we want to define because you've heard us use the term uh, critic several times here, uh, not only in this episode but in previous ones. Uh, and, and why do we address this so much? Because no matter what, there will always, and I, I can't emphasize that enough, there will always be critics. That's right. If you're somebody who's fallen and gotten restored, there's always going to be an older brother type who, yeah. you know, how dare you, and what are you doing, and, you know, coming up with all of these excuses. But we want to find a critic. Here, here's a couple of definitions. Someone who expresses judgment about the faults or truths of a matter— uh, a lot of people want to express judgment about somebody else's fault. Uh, uh, lovingly correcting somebody is one thing, but judging somebody to the point of you're not worthy or you're mm-hmm. unusable is not a biblical concept at all. God didn't give us the right to sit on a, a judicial bench somewhere <laughs> uh, and, and start judging people for their spiritual uh, faults. Another definition here is a person who expresses disagreement of something or disapproval, you know, of somebody, and and, and there's a lot of that that goes on. Well, I disapprove of, you know, brother so and so getting up and preaching anymore because I know this about him, and it goes back to trying to pass judgment on them uh, for their past.
1: Yeah, we, we become as 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 gods. We want to judge everybody, and we know better than God. We know more than the Bible mm-hmm. does. Uh, you know the. God calls people into the ministry uh, to do a work for him. He, he never uh, reneges on that calling. Right. He, he never turns his back on that calling. That calling is always there. And yet, for someone who has fallen into sin, uh, those who are critics in our life cannot understand how God can still use somebody who's fallen into sin. But if that be true, then not one person in the church Uh, Can be used of God Because we're all sinners
0: Exactly and not only that but but when they do that When they pass that kind of a judgment They're basically saying I know better than God Yep. And my standard Is is higher, my standard is More just, my standard is more Holy uh, than God Because Mm -hmm. God doesn't view us that way But our critics do And and it's it's a sad thing If you're somebody who has critics Listen to me you, you, we're going to talk about what to do with them here in just a minute, but I, I want to say this, you should feel sorry for them uh, because that's a miserable way to live, mm-hmm. thinking that you're God and need to pass judgment on everybody else and that you've got to express your disapproval towards everybody else. Uh, that is a sad way to live our life. Uh, and, and sadly, when, when people put themselves in the, the chair of a critic, uh, and, and decide to take that stance against somebody, they are dethroning God and enthroning self.
1: Yeah, you've heard me tell the story before when I pastored a church and uh, had a little trouble with a man in the church. And, and uh, he was having, uh, according to his wife, having some issues with other men in the church. And when I called him in my office and questioned him about it, uh, he turned on me and said I was too judgmental. Mm. And, uh, and judgmental in, in things I said, judgmental in my preaching, judgmental in everything. And yet, I said, I can back everything up with the Word of God. Can you? He said, I don't care what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. I know what I believe. And yeah. that's where most Christians are today who are so critical of other Christians mm-hmm. who have fallen. They know what they believe, but not according to the Word of God. Right. Not according to what God says in His Word. Mm-hmm.
0: And so as we kind of have set the stage for you, now there's a few things that we want to discuss uh, in regards to these critics. Number one, we want to talk about why are there critics. I mean, uh, why Hmm. does God allow critics if his goal is restoration? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. I wanted to to show us where we can improve our lives for God. Uh, God does use critics in a good way. At certain points, mm-hmm. because there are some things that a critic's going to say to you that are right. Yeah. Uh, that, that they may not come at it in the right spirit or with the right attitude, but but at the root of what they're saying, uh, they're correct. Because maybe yes, we've been restored, and and yes, we're stepping back into a place of uh, ministry or service for the Lord. But there's still an area of our life that we need to kind of shore up and, and make sure that we're not giving the appearance of having fallen into our former ways. Uh, they, it's okay for somebody to come and say, you know, listen, you might want to look at this. Uh, but, but don't let them dictate every little bit of your life either. Mm-hmm. But also take it and, and, and uh, look at it in the totality of your life and say, okay, this is an area I can work on for the Lord. Well, critics will keep you humble, mm-hmm. but because they're
1: constantly bringing up your past sins that you certainly don't want to do again. Right. So but they do keep you humble in the fact that you, you want to serve the Lord. You want to live in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ at all times. And, uh, uh, we don't want to live in our past. We don't want to live in our past sins. We, mm-hmm. we, we need to give them to God and leave it there, leave it in the past. And yet what a critic does, a critic is constantly bringing up your past, yeah. constantly bringing up the things that you fell into, the sins that you fell into, whether it was pornography, whether it was adultery, whether it was uh, you know, a, a righteous lifestyle that you had, whatever it was, they're constantly bringing it up. Be- because they do not understand what forgiveness is, mm-hmm. and when God forgives, he forgives. not only does he forgive, but he forgets. So God is not a critic, but Christians are some of them
0: right and, and you know that that's just a sad truth. Yes. Everything you just said is just a sad truth mm-hmm. that God is not a critic. Uh, But there are people in the church who are. Another reason, and we're just going to touch on this because we're going to look at more in depth a little bit later on in the episode, is uh, uh, God allows these scripts to keep us from being a critic of others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when we experience something, we don't want anybody else going through what we've gone through. That's right. And God uses that to to remind us, hey, you don't need to do that to them because you sure didn't enjoy uh, someone doing it to you. And we're going to talk about how to avoid that uh, a little bit later on in the episode. But the the second thing that we want to look at in regards to critics is what to do uh, with our critics. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 40 says, uh, Jesus speaking.
1: became a critic uh, of him, and yet I remember the day, the Sunday, that uh, he told the church how that uh, this preacher uh, was having some serious health issues and in the hospital, and he took up a love offering and and sent it to him. Regardless of what he had done, regardless mm-hmm. of what he had said to him, he knew what being a Christian was all about, and so uh, we don't need to be a critic of our critics. Right. We don't need to judge them, but we must love them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We must uh, uh, show them, even though we may have once fallen, Mm -hmm. now that we're walking with God, we must let our light shine to them to let them see that we are sincere in what God has done for
0: us. Well, and you never know how God's going to use that. Uh, yep, yep. When, when we reach out in that other person's time of need because ultimately God's going to convict them of the fact that when we were in need, they wanted to kick us while we were down and <laughs> spit on us and, yep. and, and point the finger. Yep. But that, hey, this same person that you've been criticizing all this time in your time of need didn't do any of that. Right. Uh, they went above and beyond. Uh, another story that I've heard you know, similar to that was uh, Brother Jack Hiles had you know, his share of critics uh but him and, and Brother Curtis Hudson got crossways. Yeah. And Brother Hudson's mother was sick or dying. I don't, I don't remember if it was before or after her death. And and Brother Hiles sat and wrote a uh, a letter and sent it to Brother Hudson. And Brother Hudson's reply was, You'll never know how much that meant to me. Sure. And 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 God uses that uh because he's going to work in and through you. If you remain humble, you know, like we talked about earlier, and if you keep into focus that it's your restoration. Here's the thing. Your restoration is not about you. It's about God. right. And if you can ever keep that at the forefront of your mind, that will dictate how you treat those who come up against you. Because if the definition of a Christian is to be Christ-like, is it not? And so if we are striving to be Christ-like. Well, what did Christ do with his critics? Christ uh, hung on the cross as his critics were getting ready to kill him, crucify him, and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And and so that same attitude should permeate our lives because when we realize that it's about him and his glory, uh, we're not going to do or act anything or act in such a way that it would hinder people from saying, look at what God's doing.
1: Yeah, you know, we never know. I mean, sin in, in the lives of others. Christians fall into sin. Mm-hmm. Christians fall. And it's not a matter of when they're going to fall or how they're going to fall, but they're going to fall. Right. If you haven't fallen, hang on to your britches. You will. <laughs> right. And when that happens, these critics who think they're uh, above falling into sin, one day they're going to fall into sin, and they're Mm -hmm. going to need somebody that's going to love them back. Right. They're going to need somebody that's going to show them grace. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's going to step up and say, I don't care what you did to me. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you said about me. I'm here to love you. I'm here to show you the grace that God can restore you in.
0: Right. And, And that, like I said, that is such a powerful, powerful testimony. Yeah. Uh, for the Lord, when we can get to that point of not answering our critics in a mad way or out of anger or backlash or uh, not even out of the need to defend ourselves. Listen, when we're dealing with our critics, you can't defend yourself. They're not going to listen to you. They don't care what you have to say because they're only going to look at the negative and they're going to live there and they're going to dwell on that. Uh, So it doesn't do us any good to respond in that way.
1: Yeah, you've heard me say many times, uh, we're not going to stand before God and give an account of our sin. We're not going to stand before God and give an account of the time that we fail or the times Mm -hmm. that we fail, but we will stand and give an account of our works to God. Mm -hmm. And that work that we do ought to be in forgiving Mm -hmm. others who have fallen. Uh, We may not receive that same grace. Uh, We may have critics the rest of our life, and we probably will. Uh, But we still have to love the critics. We still have to forgive those critics there again because one day they may need us.
0: That's right. And you said it. We're going to stand before God. We're not standing in eternity before our critics. Right. So there's no need to defend ourselves here when we're not going to face them up there. Right. Uh, and, and so just remember that when critics come, and they will, if you don't already have them, you're going to get them. And when they come and when they uh, start spreading false lies, when they start spreading uh, things about you, when they even come to you and try and berate you or, or downgrade you or, or whatever the case may be, just remember, respond in humility respond in kindness, and most of all, respond in a way that would be pleasing to the Lord. It,
1: it's so easy to try to defend yourself, and uh, and yet all I can honestly say about my critics or to my critics is I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of whatever. I'm guilty of sin. Regardless of what that sin is, regardless of what they may say, right. I am guilty of it, but yet I've been forgiven. hmm God, God loved me so much that He forgave me, and we've got to hang on to that. We do, yeah, we do. Yes, it's. Uh, we can't. We can't live our life in fear of our critics. We can't live our life in in worry of what someone is saying. Oh, there's going to be people who believe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may spread it all over the internet. They may mm-hmm. sp- spread it all over social media. Yes. Uh, it happens all the time, but yet they can carry it to God. And give it to God and let God take care of it, but they refuse to do that
0: because again they think they're better than God. That's
1: right. That's right. And we 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 must keep focused on what God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We've said it before. We'll say it again. If God has called you, I don't care if you have fallen. God's purpose and God's will for your life, His calling on your life, is still there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, don't worry about the critics. You keep your eyes focused on what God has called you to
0: do, and God will bless you because of it. That's right. So we talked a little bit earlier in the episode about the fact that God allows critics in our lives so that we won't be a critic to others. So we want to give you some some practical things to do to avoid uh, becoming a critic. Uh, first of all, you need to remember where God brought you from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not in a way that holds you back from doing what God wants you to do, but to remind you that you're no better than anybody else. Because sometimes after we've been restored and we get back into the swing of ministry or the swing of serving God and going to church and being a part of this or that that's going on, we start to to kind of think, oh, I'm back, you know, and and look at what God and this and that. And that soon becomes a, a sense of pride. It is. Uh, that, that begins to take over and permeate our life and permeate our service for the Lord. But one way uh, that we can kind of avoid that because it's that kind of attitude that leads to us becoming a critic of somebody else. But one way we can avoid that is to remember I was in the pig pen mm-hmm. and the pig pen stank mm-hmm. and the pig pen was no fun and the pig pen was humiliating and I had to walk out of the pig pen to the father's house and everybody saw it. And and it's not a bad thing to be humbled by that.
1: Yeah, we we must remain humble. I'm reminded of what brother Hall, uh, brother House. I'm sorry, said this morning uh, when the prodigal uh, left the pig pen and was going to return home to the father. He more than likely rehearsed in his mind exactly what he was going to say oh, to all the, the father. Way. Yeah. You know, and, and, but the closer he got to his father and when his father seen him, his father ran out to him and I'm sure in his mind he was thinking, well, is he going to criticize me? Is mm-hmm. he going to curse me? Is it, what, what's he going to do? Right. Humiliate me in front of everybody? But no, when, when he got to him, the father ran and fell on his neck and mm-hmm. kissed him and forgave him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we must do. We, in, in, in restoration, if you are one who has been restored by God, we must remain humble mm-hmm. because our sin is ever before
0: us. Right. And our critics are always there. Well, well, and I think another thing to remember is not only where we came from, but the fact that the, the fault may have been fixed. In the sense that we've been set back up, but mm-hmm. the fault is is never gone. No, no. Uh, no, no different than when an earthquake occurs. It occurs because there's a fault of what they call a fault line in the ground. You know, it's not seen or anything like that. But there's a fault there, and after an earthquake occurs and then ceases, it doesn't mean that the fault suddenly went back into place. It just means that it stopped occurring in that moment. Yeah. But that at any moment it could. Reappear, it could cause another problem, and I think that that's another way that we can kind of keep ourselves humble: is not only remembering what happened, but also, as you said, realizing that it could happen again. Uh, that yeah. if we if we're not careful, if we're not focused on God and not focused on what God wants us to do, we could easily uh, fall back into our former ways. Yeah.
1: No, no critic has to remind me of my sins. Mm-hmm. They're always there. There's no doubt. I know what they are. Uh, I am reminded through humbleness Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, I am the one who fell. But yet at the same time, I praise God for His grace Mm -hmm. and His forgiveness that I don't have to live that lifestyle anymore. That's right. So uh, we we must uh, not forget how easy... It is to fall, but yet live in the victory of what Jesus Christ has given us
0: in forgiveness. That's right. Another thing uh, that we need to do to avoid becoming a critic is remember that our job is restoration, not, and I underline this in my notes, not condemnation. That's right. It is not our job to go around condemning people. Now, lovingly going to someone and saying, listen, I've noticed this. Can I help you? Can I pray with you? That's not condemning somebody. What is condemning to somebody is you can't serve in the church. You don't need to go to church here. We're going to make you come up and do this and that. That's condemnation. That's not our job at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is up to one judge, and it's none of us. That's right. And, and we're not in a position to be condemning people. But, but we've got to realize uh, that restoration... Is what should take place rather than that condemnation.
1: Yeah, you know, you know as well as I do. You you have uh, churches that didn't want you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have pastors that wanted to condemn you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both understand being in that situation. Yeah. Uh, and yet I'm so glad God wasn't that way. Try. Right. Uh, you know, God God didn't condemn us. Uh, he loved us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are His children, uh, no different than then if one of my children goes away, if one of my children fall into sin, I'm not going to condemn them. I'm going to love them when right. they come back. Uh, and so we, um, uh, that's the kind of God we serve, mm-hmm. uh, a God of forgiveness, a God of, of loving us, and, and uh, we cannot let our critics destroy that. Well, and I
0: think that we're so quick. Uh, to cut people out of our lives. Yep. Now, that's become the, the new thing. Well, we'll just cut them out. No, just it, It's no different. Just as that person's sin didn't cause them to no longer be a child of God, yep. that also means that they are still a brother or sister. Mm-hmm. Just as it didn't cause them to fall out of the position with God, it doesn't cause them to fall out of a position of brother or sister with you. And we're so quick now to to just cut family off and say, well, we're not going to talk, and and you know that's my choice. I'm going to basically put you out uh, to pasture, and I, we're done. That's how we treat people. But if God still views them as a child, that means He still views them as your sibling, yeah, brother and sister, one of the two. He still views you. And therefore, it's on us to treat them in that way, yeah. to continue to treat them like family, to continue mm-hmm. to love them like family, to continue to include them uh, like family. Yeah. And I think that we're so quick to forget uh, our responsibility in that area.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the world that does the condemning. Uh, most of the time, it's other Christians who do it, and we are bonded together with one cause, and that's the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we are in, literally, we are family. Mm-hmm. And uh, regardless of how much they criticize you, regardless of how much they want to destroy your life, they are still family that's in right. the eyes of God. And we must love that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we must love that people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, uh, we, there again, we thank God for the restoration uh, in our lives, and right. and uh, I, I don't know about you, but it is near and dear to my heart to help others be restored. I don't want to be a critic to them. Mm-hmm. I, I, everyone's going to fall at one time or another right. in their life, and we need to be there to help pick up the broken pieces when
0: yes. they do fall. And, and let me say this. It is far more enjoyable to restore somebody than it is to oh, condemn them. yes. I, I mean, there, there's such joy there. Uh, it brings you closer to God uh, because you're seeking out His strength and His will to help that other person, uh, and it brings you closer to those fellow Christians because now you're getting to share with them in the labors of living and serving, uh, living for and serving God. Well, you, and know, then, uh, you know, you know that
1: the, the uh, one of the, I think one of the questions that our critics have is, but what if you fall again? What if they fall into sin again? Okay. You get back up. You get back up. God's still a forgiving God. That's right. You know, we, that, that'd that be like saying, well, everybody's a sinner. Are you not going to sin tomorrow? Mm. Sure you are. Right. But what are you going to do? You're going to confess it to the Lord. And move Because on. that's what God tells us to do. So, right. so uh, the question is not whether they'll fall again, not whether you'll fall again, but whether God is still a righteous God. Mm-hmm.
0: So we can avoid... Uh, becoming a creek again, by remembering where God brings us uh, from, by remembering that our job is restoration, not condemnation. And the last kind of thing that we want to share with you is that uh, by always practicing and giving grace, we need to always practice and give grace. And we kind of define grace this way as grace is forgiving and sharing the love of God in any circumstance.
1: Any circumstance. Yeah, we must share grace. We must give grace, whether it be to the best Christian in the church, if there is such a thing, mm-hmm. to the worst critic in the church. Yeah. We must show grace. Um, you know, we deal with it all the time of people who don't get along, yeah. uh, of people who complain about someone else. We, mm-hmm. we see it all the time, and, and yet we must be the example, right. not only as pastors of the church, but but. As brothers and sisters in Christ, Mm -hmm. we must share that grace. We must give that grace. We must live out that grace so that others may see Jesus in us.
0: Well, and it comes down to, and I'm going to let you in on something. If you've been restored and you're living out that restoration, you're focusing on God, and then you have a critic, though that critic may think that they're more spiritually mature than you are, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. God's put you at a different level but that means that as you were saying you've got to be that example yep. and you you can be that example by extending grace no matter what is going on in that person's life and that's how you show them that hey listen I'm living this out and you need to too
1: yeah you're, you're an example by not giving up mm-hmm. you're an example by keep moving forward keep doing what God has called you to do regardless of what your critics say regardless of what they do you keep moving forward for Jesus Christ. Be that example. Eventually, uh, I, I want to believe that they're going to see that what God has called you to do is sincere in your life, and it's the main purpose that you have in your life is to serve God. Mm-hmm. And, and if you'll keep doing that, if you'll keep going after souls, if you'll keep living for God, staying in the Word of God, uh, that you'll become a living example of what yeah. Jesus wants you to be. That's be that right. example.
0: Yeah, and, and you do that by extending grace. I see it. Uh, we can't hammer that into you enough. If you want to avoid being a critic, uh, you extend the grace that others uh, have refused for whatever reason to yep. extend to you. Well, we hope that this episode's been a help to you because we certainly understand there's critics. There's always going to be critics. <laughs> for as long as the world turns, there's going to be critics walking around That's right. and so we want to be a help to you if you're one of those that is fallen uh, and you've got those critics we want to be a help to you maybe you're somebody who's been a critic you don't have to be a critic you That's can right. continue to extend grace and realize that you too at some point if you're being honest have fallen and uh, you need to be a part of their restoration not their condemnation as always if we can be a help to you mm-hmm. you can get on the old country church at Lafette Facebook page. Our contact information is there. We'll be glad to help you. If you don't have a place to come to church, we would love to see you there. We have Sunday school at 945, preaching service at 1045, and then an evening service at 5 o'clock. We would love for you to come and be a part of that. But if you do have a home church, we want to encourage you to be faithful. Uh, if Sunday is coming, we want you to be there. Be a part of whatever God is doing at your church. And again, be a part of the restoring Uh, ministry. And if there's something else that you need that we can not help you with, we know the people who can, and we will be sure and get you in touch with the resources and the people necessary to get you back on track to do what God has called you to do. We hope that you have a blessed weekend, and we will see you next week. God bless.